and welcome to the Oxcast, your weekly roundup of the diverse and casually mind-bending events going on in Oxford and surrounding areas. Uh, today's date is Wednesday the 6th of July. And today I'm joined by Mike, who amongst other things will be rounding up all the Shakespeare-related goings-on. Dave is going to be telling us about our truck festival competition, and I'll be rounding up another feast of musical happenings. But first off, Mike, it's a big weekend coming up, isn't it? It is. Katie's not with us this week because she is too busy getting ready for her wedding. Congratulations, Katie. Uh, which means that, of course, this weekend it's definitely, definitely not going to rain. So, for this week's weekend roundup, we have all outdoor events for you to go and enjoy. Beautiful. Yeah. So, on Friday night, you could either go and see Groundhog Day as an outdoor screening at St. Hugh's College. Uh, Groundhog Day is the Bill Murray classic, and it's topical at the moment because we found out that Tim Minchin is just finishing off the musical, which is being uh, premiered next week, which will be fun. If he is a, an Australian comedian that wrote the music to Matilda the musical, so he's very good. Outdoor screenings are really fun. Uh, so that's Friday night, but also on Friday night is um, the Magic Flute being performed at Waterbury Gardens by Opera Anywhere. Uh, they are. Well, they're kind of an opera troupe that perform in mad places and fun things, and they do punt trips where you can get a singer and go to the pub and be sung to and things. Uh, but that's the Magic Flute, which is the Mozart classic, and it's more of a family-friendly one, so it's reduced in all in English and also has a picnic interval. So that'll be good fun. Um, that's at 6pm on Friday what, and Saturday. What counts as a mad place for an opera? Um, on a tiny boat sounds you know, unusual enough to me. Granted, yeah. Um, space? They haven't done one there. But <laughs> no. On Saturday, there is a ludicrous amount of school summer fairs going on. So take your pick. You can go to Bayard's Hill Primary School uh, from 12 till 3. Cumnor Preschool Summer Tea Party, 12 to 2. Charlton-on-Otmore Summer Fate, 3 till 6. Tyndale Community School Summer Fate, 11am till 2. Or the Headington Summer Fun Day, which is a bigger one. It's organised between all the churches in Headington. Or if you're odd enough, do a fake crawl and try and hit them all. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you remember as your favourite summer fair activities? I reckon Splat the Rat is a solid one. That's it, yeah. I learnt skills for future life. I honestly couldn't think of another one. I've collated some for your perusal. <laughs> Tombola. Raffle. Yep. Bagatelle. Yep. Hook a duck. Oh, oh I love hooking ducks. Okay, yeah, I had to do that one. Uh, welly throwing. <laughs> or wanging. Welly wanging. We're allowed to, go, yeah. we're allowed to say that, right? So. Uh, then on Sunday, there is nothing else you should be doing other than the Calderoid Carnival. Hurrah. Which is an enormous thing. If you haven't been before, it's the whole Calderoid gets closed off. There's a procession, there's music, there's food, there's drink. It's all around good times. I have an admission, which is that at the age of 24, having lived in Oxford all my life... I've never once been to the Cowley Road Carnival and I still can't go this year. Dave, you surprise and disgust us. Yes. <laughs> Only in that way. Um, uh, I'll chat with Cleb on the volunteer coordinator to find out what's going on this year. So, world music, and that's the theme. Uh, what's going on for it? What's the lineup? Where are the stages? In terms of the stages, we've got the uh, world stage, um, which is just off Divinity Road, which will be hosting all sorts of uh, amazing music and talent. Um, we've also got the Mansell Gardens dance stage, which obviously is in Mansell Gardens. So go along, see all the dancing, different different cultures and, and different people dancing. And the we also have um, lots of smaller stages dotted around Cowley Road, which you'll see just all sorts of different acts on. 
be really exciting. And one of the great things about it is lots of the pubs have their own little stages going on too. So if you fancy something slightly louder, but in a smaller space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think many, many of the pubs engage and, and obviously it's a, it's a great event for them and, and the community come and, and people enjoy just all sorts of different things. Cool, yeah. So in terms of timings, there's a procession. There is. Uh, when's that? The procession starts at one o'clock um, and it will go through till about half past two and obviously go down the whole of Cowley Road. Great. And who's performing in that this year? It's school children, um, many, many different groups that are coming along and, and lots of surprise acts that you'll see on the day. And there's a very, very um, big surprise that will be leading the procession this year. Very exciting. Very exciting. If you want to hear more about how to get involved with Cali Road Carnival, then listen to our Oxcast Extra. One other exciting event coming up this Friday is at the Natural History Museum. It's a fundraiser for the charity Flexica, which is a small Oxfordshire charity who provide volunteer carers for families with severely disabled children. And they're having a fundraiser starring the Montagana Trio, which is a chamber music group, um, this Friday. This, it goes without saying, is a pretty good cause and you get to listen to some lovely chamber music surrounded by dinosaurs under a vaulted ceiling. <laughs> you might call it the Chamber of Secrets. I've got a couple of musicians here with me. Hello. Views on the acoustics of the Natural History Museum? Not played there, actually. Boomy. It's got a big vaulted glass ceiling, so presumably quite echoey. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to just be able to wander um, around the dinosaurs while having a little listen to some music with a glass of wine. Um, it's at... 7pm this Friday, and tickets are £25. As, a, as an aside, um, I recently discovered the Natural History Museum blog, which is entertainingly called More Than the Dodo. Um, they've got a post up at the moment about dung beetles, which are apparently much more interesting and important than you'd think. They play a really vital role in lots of ecosystems. They improve soil structure. Um, they suppress uh, parasites among livestock populations and much more. Um, and of course, they were worshipped by the ancient Egyptians. Ah. Um, I only recently discovered why this was. To, to the ancient Egyptian mind, they saw balls of dung being pushed by beetles and they looked at them and thought, those are spheres. The sun's a sphere. <laughs> Ergo, the sun must be pushed by a massive dung beetle and that's why it rises every morning and oh, falls every evening. I see. See, most of the stuff I knew about ancient Egypt I learned from Gods of Egypt, um, recently starred Gerald Butler. Uh, I didn't see it. to be checked. What, what happens in it? Geoffrey Rush on a spaceship. Everyone doing a weird English accent. Historically accurate. Yeah. Anyways, that's dung beetles. <laughs> 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 so to reiterate that's the Flexicare fundraiser at the Natural History Museum with the Montagana Trio this Friday the 8th of July at 7pm tickets are £25 but they include refreshments and some wine as if the carnival antics and uh, dinosaur chamber music weren't enough there's so much variety in the music that's going on in the forthcoming week so there's an open sea shanty session happening uh, at the James Street Tavern this Thursday, run by a group formerly known as She Shandy. It's all quite. It's, it's been proving a bit challenging for me to pronounce. Um, the the group who we had in for a chat to this very podcast a few months ago, uh, they since changed their name to Auntie Shanty, which Auntie Shanty, Auntie Shanty, which is even more wonderful. And they describe themselves as a feminist intersectional sea shanty choir, um, who are surely, rescuing. Surely the first. 
Surely, yeah. you would think surely the first. You'd assume the first and only. Very possibly, but I think the the reason for the name change was a pre-existing she shanty Ooh. somewhere else in the world, um, and they're rescuing some of the amazing shanty tunes from their slightly dodge lyrics, regendering and rewording them, and doing fun harmonic experiments. Um, a bit of a challenge when the grog is involved, because grog is promised. Um, this is at the James Street Tavern from eight on Thursday. The very next night at the cellar, Daphne Sade and the Voyagers are playing. Daphne is a fantastic Israeli-born double bassist and composer. Um, his last project, Born in Parallel, was a kind of dialogue between Western Baroque and Middle Eastern traditions. Um, it's also a bit of a klezmer influence. And on this tour, uh, a South Indian violinist and Aldo Sax player are around and adding to the wild mix. If that's not enough for you afterwards, um, DJs are playing Latin, Balkan and world beats until 3am. You can have, actually you can pretty much have wall-to-wall music this coming week. And then on Sunday, right after the carnival from 6, we have Hip Hop Royalty on Cowley Road. It's KRS-One. It's o- What's that? Is it the sound of the police? <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. It's the Bronx legend, it's hip-hop's irrepressible super-ego, it's travelling lecturer, mentor and pioneer of edutainment. Yes, edutainment (laughs) was first coined to describe his socially conscious lyrics. Any ideas what KRS stands for? It sounds like a radio station, but I imagine it's not. Tune into KRS-One. Yeah. Where we'll be playing mostly KRS One. <laughs> <laughs> you would hope with a little bit of back for good measure. Um, well, his name's actually Chris Parker, K R I S. I'm thinking that's probably related. He's a socially conscious artist whose lyrics and indeed college lecture tours, because he did both, covered such topics as Afrocentrism, religion, politics, uh, his own revisionist views of American history, and um, erecting the Temple of Hip Hop. Uh, which is uh, an organisation dedicated to the teaching of hip-hop history. Mm. Of course, hip-hop history, which is very much still in motion. Um, KRS-One's last album, Now Hear This, was released just last year. And now he's bringing it to life on the Cowley Road. What a coup. Uh, so that's at the O2 on Sunday. Tickets are £22. Go to that. And um, finally, uh, next Wednesday the 13th at the library, um, there's... A nice lineup of some folk-related artists, um, and headlining is Felix MB at the tender age of 18. My goodness. Have their reaction to England footballers. How have you achieved more than me? You're 17. Exactly. Yeah, I had listened to some of his stuff online. It's really nice. Um, it's got a bit of the guitar style of Laura Marling, and if we're doing the comparison thing, the voice of a northern Jeff Buckley. He's from Derby. Uh, Butte. Also on the in the lineup, Silver K, who's kind of indefinable, really. Um, and I first heard her on Core Market Street, actually, where I had to stop in the midst of shopping and just hang out for ten minutes. She was doing some loop pedal magic. You know, I always uh, check out the loop pedal competition. She's a natural, based in Oxford and Brooklyn. How delightful! So for some transatlantic, vaguely shoegazy acousticness, uh, get to the library next Wednesday. It's from seven thirty, and tickets are ten pounds. Five in advance. Also coming up this month is Oxfordshire's biggest festival, Truck, and to celebrate, Daily Info have a competition going. To win a pair of free tickets to Truck, all you need to do is tell us this: What is your worst ever camping horror story? 
We want gruesome ones. We want the grislier the better. Uh. Um, <laughs> do either of my uh, do either of my fellow hosts have a good one of their own? Well, I find it really hard to find camping horror stories because camping is so glorious that it can never go wrong. <laughs> The worse it gets, the better it is. There is definitely a kind of perverse delight in having a more miserable time when camping. I think actually that might be a national characteristic when it comes to holidays in general, like bragging about how miserable and how rainy your holiday has been. True. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is um, my housemate recently went on a camping trip to Scotland um, and came back with no tent because it had been destroyed by 70 mile per hour gales. He also came back with news of a scale that I'd never heard of before, which is the bog level scale. They <laughs> apparently were su subjected to bog level four. Um, this is on a scale of one to seven. Um, and I, I think bog level one might already be a bit boggy. It's not <laughs> It's not that bog level one is dry ground and bog level seven is a bog. It's that bog level one is a bit of a bog and bog level seven is a really, really just, bad just bog. the sea. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, so what I can tell you is that I once had a heated debate with a different housemate about the difference between a bog, a marsh and a swamp. Um, we decided that a swamp implies something slightly diseased and unhealthy. I think a marsh, we decided, implies some sort of uh, maybe protected area. Okay. And a bog has Irish connotations. Does it? I disagree with everything here. <laughs> maybe bog level seven is you will be preserved for several centuries <laughs> and found and be alive again in the future. But, okay, should we get this straight, that, that few of these are present at truck festival itself um, we would hope that the tr bog level at truck festival will be low zero to one zero to one this we cannot confirm this yet <laughs> so truck festival is taking place uh, the weekend after next the 15th to the 17th of july and they've landed a pretty major coup this year the headliners are none other than the manic street preachers which must be the biggest headliners they've ever had uh, the Manic Street Preachers, of course, have had three UK number ones over the course of a 30-year career. Whoa. They've headlined Glastonbury in the past, and they've sold more than 10 million albums worldwide. And now they're going to be gracing the stage of a farm in Steventon, Oxfordshire. Um, I also personally got very excited about Jurassic 5, who are playing on the main stage oh, on the yeah. Friday. Very cool. Um, for those of you who don't know them, they are a jazzy alternative hip-hop group from L.A., um, they broke up about a decade ago and then reformed a few years back. Who knows whether they'll be breaking up again soon, so <laughs> please do take your opportunity to go and see them. Um, I saw Regina Spector at Truck when I was 13, which was a lovely experience. Oh, it was like a very, very hot July and she insisted that everyone should be drinking lots of water and keeping hydrated. And then a girl passed out at the front of the stage and she stopped the concert to organise everyone to lift the girl up and crowd surf her to the front so that she could be safely escorted out by security and given some water. It was really nice. Oh, another another truck anecdote. Um, I've stewarded a truck once ah. and, and um, got pretty disastrously drunk on uh, the Saturday night, even though I had an 8am Sunday morning shift. Luckily, the, the shift I was posted to was a fairly quiet side gate to the farm. So I was meant to be letting traffic into and out of the farm, but there basically wasn't any traffic. So to avoid the 
pretty punishing heat of the sun, I crawled into one of those corrugated iron tubes that you find <laughs> on farms and just had a little nap. And I awoke to the noise of the uh, two-way radios you get given as a steward um, with an irate supervisor demanding where the supervisor at posts B was. <laughs> I had to crawl ignominiously out of my tube. Is ignominiously a word? <laughs> I like that sentence very much. <laughs> Other bands playing at Truck include Catfish and the Bottlemen, Code Line, Everything Everything, The Mystery Jets, DJ Friction, and many, many more. So, to reiterate, to win a pair of free tickets to Truck Festival, which takes place this Friday the 15th to Sunday the 17th of July, just go to our website and tell us your worst ever camping story. The competition closes on Tuesday the 12th. So, who's been dead for 400 years? Is it Shakespeare? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Yes, Shakespeare has been dead for 400 years and the city of Oxford and also the entire country really is celebrating him like mad. Uh, Oxford is very good at putting on loads of Shakespeare stuff in the summer anyway, but this year it's just gone, not overboard, but there's an awful lot of it. (laughs) So here is, well it's not our pick, it's as many as we could find. Uh, Running through them very quickly, we have Much To Do About Nothing by Madcap Theatre. That's at the old fire station running until the 9th of July. Then we've got uh, Richard III by Bunchbacked Theatre, which is 11th to the 13th of July at Jericho Tavern and 14th to the 16th at the Story Museum. Twelfth Night by the Oxford Theatre Guild, 19th to 29th in Trinity College Gardens. Two Gentlemen of Verona, which is put on by the Playhouse, and that's in the quad of the Bodleian Library. That's running from the 19th to the 31st. Another Much Ado About Nothing by Tomahawk Theatre in the courtyard of the Oxford Castle, that's 4th to the 16th. The Tempest by Siege Theatre, also at the Oxford Castle, 18th to the 30th. Uh, those guys did Mark Anthony last year, uh, which we reviewed, so check that out if you want to find out more. Um, OUP, the Oxford University Press, are putting on a Midsummer Night's Dream uh, with professional and amateur actors in their quads, which is on Little Clarendon Street. That's until the 9th of July. Cogs Farm are putting on Hamlet on August 24th. Uh, in the Wadham Gardens, this is a really long run, which is going, it's already on and is going until the 18th of August, um, is Love's Labour's Lost by the Oxford Shakespeare Company. Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream is being put on by Creation Theatre until July 30th. Um, Michael and Katie went to that a couple of weeks ago and they had a lovely time. They sort of wander around, it's a bit like a treasure hunt type of thing, good fun. And Creation are doing a similar sort of thing with Hamlet uh, from the uh, 13th of July until August the 13th in University Parks. Then uh, there's also a showing of the film of Romeo and Juliet, the Leo version, uh, The Pit Rivers on August the 25th. And also what is my... Probably the favourite one is The Taming of the Shrew, which is being put on at the Story Museum by the Handle Bards. And they're a really fun troupe that cycle around between all their venues doing a tour of Shakespeare every summer. Uh, the first time, they usually have an all-male troupe, but for the first time they've got an all-female troupe going around as well. They're cycling over a thousand miles. Whoa. They carry all their props with them. <laughs> <laughs> Are their props their bicycles? Uh, I think they're used heavily, but there is okay. also they turn them into horses by using clip cloppy coconuts. That kind like of thing. in Monty Python. Love yes, it. exactly like that. That'll be fun though. They're on the thirteenth of July. Yeah. It's a busting schedule. It is. That <laughs> much is, to do. It's an much to do about Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly recommend seeing Midsummer Night's Dream outdoors. I haven't seen this particular creation production, but it is the kind of play which really benefits from you know, the yeah from a bit of nature. Ah, oh, so much fun. Read a review online. Moving on now to this week's cinema roundup. First up, we've got We Are Many, which is an Iraq War protest documentary. 
It was released last year after a long Kickstarter campaign, and it features Damon Albarn, Tony Benn, Ken Loach, and John le Carre, among others. Um, it's going to be re-shown next week in light of the release of the Chilcot Report today. Uh, the focus is not on the war itself, but on the protests, which took place on the 15th of February 2003. It's easy to forget now how enormous and dramatic these were. They've been described as the largest coordinated protest event in human history. Um, estimates vary between 6 million and 30 million people taking part in demonstrations over 60 countries. And the BBC estimates that 1 million people marched in London alone. Uh, little disclaimer, I was there, aged 11, in London, carrying a hand-painted banner which said, no more crusades on it. Um, I guess I was taking part in history, but to be honest, my main uh, memories of the day were not being dressed properly in mid-February and getting really cold. Although I did actually meet Richard Dawkins as well, which is a bit of a coup from 11-year-old. We Are Many is being shown at the Ultimate Picture Palace, which is just off the Cowley Road, next Wednesday, the 13th of July at 6pm. And it will be followed by a Q&A with the director, Amir Amirani. Tickets are £9 and concessions are available. On a slightly lighter note, the cult screen's Oxford summer season opens this week with a performance of Groundhog Day at St Hugh's College on Friday the 8th of July. Cult Films put on nationwide open-air film performances and they have three locations in Oxford, Pitt Rivers Museum, St Hugh's College and the Old Prison. They'll be doing a series of performances over the summer, including such cult classics as Grease, Top Gun, The Shawshank Redemption and Back to the Future. And the first one is Groundhog Day this Friday. If you don't know it, it's a classic surrealist comedy about a miserable weatherman who keeps repeating the same day over and over again until he's forced to rethink his life priorities. Uh, It features the best deadpan performance you'll ever see by Bill Murray. And it was once described by my old housemate as a philosophical masterpiece. (laughs) <laughs> High I praise, praise indeed <laughs> but it would be great to see it outdoors in the surroundings of St Hugh's College um, it's on this Friday the 9th of July at 7.30pm tickets start from £13.50 and go upwards depending on whether you want a deck chair or a bean bag <laughs> where we're going we don't need seats <laughs> outdoor screenings are really fun and cult screens are really experienced at it they, um, they move around all the locations in Oxford but uh, so to be clear the Pitt Rivers one is on the lawn in front of it not inside the building um, and St Hughes is also on their lawn and it's really nice even if it rains you know take an umbrella and it's fairly warm what so. have you seen before? Um, I didn't go to any last year I saw the Grand Budapest Hotel two years ago Ooh, that would be so good they've got a whole roster of shows coming up so there's the there's the performance of Groundhog Day on the Friday and then the very next day is Dirty Dancing also at St Hughes also at 7.30pm as always, you can check out the full cinema listings on our website at dailyinfo.co.uk. And follow us on social media. We're Daily Info Oxford on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can subscribe to the podcast on our website. 